Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris. Today, uh, on my right-hand side is my right-hand man, Gabriel. We have to sever the tie about the Maya. Maya. <laughs> Maya. Yeah. We'll definitely... Little, little metal fan right there. Yeah, we'll chat about severing the, that tie, though. Uh, so today on Rock Metal Podcast, we have Fadra, and they have a new EP called Urkala, which is released on January 15th via Thunder Cult Records. Right now, I'm being joined by Anna Maria and Dave to share some more information about this stellar release and what the band has got going on. So, guys, welcome to the show. Thank you very much Thank for having much. us. Thank you. Absolutely great to have you guys on. Now, killer stuff. Uh, I really dig it. And I guess just take us through this release because I don't... It's unique. I don't see bands doing what you guys are doing, mostly with... Uh, I guess what we'll call subject matter. So take us through what you guys are doing. Sure. Um, well, it's been a while since we, since we actually came forth with another record. We were touring a lot and I had some health issues. We had band lineup stuff. We were sorting just a lot of craziness. So um, finally we just like, put everything on hold and we said we're just going to do this now and we're going to move it forward and what this is is it's the first album in a trilogy of albums exploring consciousness and a lot of this stuff comes to me in meditation um i guess it's kind of like the way i think of it is like uh, uh the ideas in every bag oh david lynch uh, david coffee. lynch his ideas come to in transcendental meditation when he writes his screenplays and stuff. And I was really inspired by that. So I started to trust my instincts whenever I would hear, um, you know, things that would come to me when I was in that space. So when I'm in that space, what I've been delving into is consciousness. So this lowest level of consciousness is what we're exploring in our Kala. It's the base level consciousness. It's the, uh, material aspects of life, uh, of consciousness. It's superficiality. It's ego based. Um, it's lie, cheat, steal. So um, all of that is kind of influenced in this in the music, but also in the lyrics. Um, and I had had a bad breakup, so it's kind of couched a lot in that. And just thinking about who I am, why I am what I'm thinking, my relationship to others, others' relationship, you know, their relationship to me, and what's real, what's real, what's not real. So, uh, you know, Maya is that sense of um, illusion, the illusion of the world, the illusion of who you are, um, who is the I beyond the I, basically, um, who is the observer that observes. and so. Um, and so, yeah, so, so that's how it all kind of started to fold in uh, with each other. Um, but, and then, but also, also, you know, tying in the Sumerian uh, well, yeah. stuff. So, so then what, so, so also with this came, um, you know, I was thinking a lot about where we are in, in our culture and why we believe what we believe. Mainly, um, with the roles of male and female and the archetypes and masculine energy versus feminine energy and why we have um, a religion or Western religions 
that are monotheistic and male oriented. And I started to trace back uh, religions, uh, Western religions, and I started with, you know, Catholicism. My dad was a monk before he met my mom, so it's just like this way I was, you know, I was raised in that. And um, although I'm not a practicing Catholic, and kind of just trace it back, it looked at Islam a little bit and like all the way back to Sumerian culture. And I started getting obsessed with the Sumerian culture. And it was considered the first civilization. So it's the first civilization because, you know, it had the first writings and all. And the first writing, well, for many reasons, but one of, it, one of the reasons was writings. And I started to look at the writing, which was cuneiform. And I also saw that there was this goddess who was really important named Inanna. And um, her role in society, I was looking at all of that. So the videos, the, the videos and the art are, come from that study. Um, so, so on our t-shirts, the Shadow Queen um, is, is a picture of the Bernie relief. Um, and I taught myself a little bit of cuneiform. And in the cuneiform, it's on the cover, the title Erkala, which is the Sumerian word for the underworld. Um, I, I wrote cuneiform and then I reached out to um, the, leading yeah, the leading cuneiform study uh, like scholar in the sure. world, Dr. Irving Finkel, who's at the British Museum. And I was like, can you just correct my spelling? For me, because I just want to make sure that, you know, this is going on the album. I want to make sure it's actually, it's accurate. And I had one letter off, but he corrected it. And he was, the dude is like super awesome. He's like a rock star. Um, oh, this is the uh, yeah, Shadow Queen Yeah, this is what we're talking about. The, the Shadow Queen. Uh, Bernie Relief. Bernie Relief with the Urkala. If you could see it. I don't know if you could see it. Mm -hmm. But anyway. Um, so, so, yeah. <laughs> so, so all of that is tied in to the videos which we do and that story of of um the classic descent of Hinan is a classic hero myth uh from the Sumerian culture um and it's called the descent of Inanna so we've updated that and um and and wrote the story for the videos it, they're all the videos will have a component of uh, sorry, all the pieces of music will have a video component, and they all fit together into this short film based on the descent of Inanna. But it'll be a modern day approach to that, obviously. Right. You know, in, in the Maya video, we're walking around Chinatown and, and Brooklyn and Manhattan and Times Square, you know, and all this stuff. Right. Obviously, it's it's updated for uh, for for, for people to understand. Otherwise, it's gonna, it's a period piece, and yeah. we're not writing a period. Piece yeah, yeah. Now. Even though you know, I've been watching a lot of period pieces on Netflix. Well, that's another story, but yeah. So, so all of this stuff is intertwined, right? The sense of Rakala, the sense of where we are as a culture in this deep, dark space. Why are we here? How are we going to get out of it? And when you go through your own personal um, struggle to identify who you are, self-actualization, we each individual will go through that struggle. And presumably when each individual goes through that struggle, the entire social consciousness gets raised. And so that's, that's kind of like the, 
general background. The all-encompassing. Although I've been talking for like five minutes or so, so I don't know if I just like could totally confuse you or whatever. So <laughs> ask me anything. I, you know, maybe we can pinpoint more specifics because I don't know if if I was being really articulate in my answer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I, I think that you were quite clear there, and I've got a few things brought up on Wikipedia, uh, Sumer, for example, yeah. on uh, on Wikipedia, so I can we take a look at some ziggurats and whatnot. Uh, right. <clears throat> and then one of the things I wanted to touch on was uh, what is the writing, the artwork, but you touched on that. It's the... Yeah, okay. cuneiform. It's the Sumerian language, right? So it's the cuneiform, Sumerian uh, Arcadian language. Um, uh, and it's Base, it's called basically it means Erkala, it means the underworld. That that symbol or that, that those word. Those words, yeah, yeah. Those letters. Which was corrected by Dr. Finkel from the British Museum. Who's also a bassist yeah. and a really cool dude. His videos are all through YouTube. You can check it out. And he's the premier. The dude uh, is like a rock star. He's so cool. He's so cool. Yeah, I've got his Wikipedia brought up, and apparently he is known for discovering the tablet that has the great flood narrative on it. Yes. Yes. Which, right. So now you can start to weave in how that predated um, Christianity. It predated um, Judaism, all of it. Cause this is now, you know, 2,500 BC, I think approximately, mm-hmm. but there, they could, they, when did the flood happen? We don't know. It, the flood could have happened in a prior well, it could be 9,000 B.C. We don't know. Oh. Exactamente, baby. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I took lots of notes. I'm trying to figure out where I should ask a question, however, though. Anna Maria, geez Louise. Um, <laughs> my dad was a, is a history professor, so it, like it's just in my blood, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just, but why can't we weave some of this into the art? And why can't we resurrect the ancient teachings? Why, why not? Some of those things, I believe, are extremely informative and can help us in this day and age. And that's really something that I feel very strongly about. And I also think that this kind of, uh, uh, a, uh, you know, this kind of imagery can only be portrayed uh, in its most successful form with some crazy progressive metal. Mm-hmm. weaving and also some ghostly uh interlude type music so uh, <laughs> hopefully we got both on that naturally well, i mean i guess one of the things that i'm um, trying to look for the thread that kind of binds the whole thing together and um a few things that i i noted was you mentioned that there was uh a, a breakup so we're kind of looking for the crux point where was the point at which you said and i mean granted i think a lot of people are always trying to figure out this world but it seems like there may have been something that sent you down into that rabbit hole that has produced this work. Uh, and I'm curious, is that perhaps the breakup where there was a relationship that you thought was more solid than it actually was, which then may have led you to believe that your ego was more involved in that relationship? Well, true. Yeah, that's one of the elements for sure. Um, uh, there, the, I had a breakup with someone that I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with. So you start to question your, uh, I started to question who I am, why I thought I would, could be with this person if it's not working out. Was that just my ego wanting that? Or was that a real, was it, was it a real space? 
um, my roommate was diagnosed with stage three cancer and had to shift out. So you start questioning life and death. Um, my, we were in Sweden and my cat of 15 years was like my baby passed away while I was not even there. So in life, death, all, there was a lot hitting me all at once. Um, um, I was having some financial stuff that I was going through as well. So it, it was just like I, I was bombarded. And then I was diagnosed with a tumor. Um, and so I'm just, which was non-cancerous, but, but a large tumor that was causing some issues. So I was just like, what is going on with everything? And again, who am I? Who am I really? What do I want? And it's just like that reevaluation started to, to happen. Um, but I've always been interested in these sort of things and I've always, always been interested in consciousness. And I believe that, um, as artists, we have a duty because we're not afraid to go on the fringes of society and societal culture, but we're also not afraid to go into the space where you hear something or see something. And you can translate it and bring it down into the material realm. We're translators. We're shamans if we're doing it properly. And you have to go into that space. Any musician knows when you go into that space, you're in another world. And any music fan knows when you're listening to something that you really enjoy, it puts you into that, into that world also, mm -hmm. you know, no matter what it is. Yeah, so, so it's all connected. It's all connected. Okay. Silly question. Why the color red in all of the music no, videos? No, it's not, not a silly question at all. Uh, deliberate. Um, the three albums are based on the three levels of consciousness, and everything is based on three. So we um, are using the three primary colors, red, yellow, and then blue. So this okay. first one, it's all about the red, red, and and you know black being the 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 base color, and then the red on top of it. That it's so. yeah. We release on auspicious days that are derivatives of three. On the album, we have three songs, three moody, um, dark ambient pieces, and then on the physical copies, we have the Shadow Queen EP, which is set in three movements. So everything is threes and threes. Uh, uh -huh. <laughs> beautiful now for something a little more mundane for a quick second yeah. uh, i'm terribly curious between yeah. the speaking of of the ego uh 2020 there's a lot of ego in 2020 yeah. yes uh, a lot of ego and yeah. um how did you guys put this whole thing together throughout that year and i guess through just all the craziness that uh you had previously mentioned beforehand yeah so we started actually like really recording 2018 um i had had we'd had ideas from before that we put together you know from before that but really went into the studio 2018 and then just was i was back and forth uh, to see Sahaj as our producer, Sahaj Tikadeen. He's from a band called Ra. And um, I was back and forth to LA. We were doing all that stuff. So by 2020, um, we had had everything mastered 
think in early 2020 to mid 2020, so it was really just the final stages of that. The artwork was done. That was done 2020. Yeah, so early. They, we went out to California in January. Yeah, we went to Nam, and then we met with Taz Lemer, who's um, was from a band called Calm, and then he's done work with uh, Tool and Volto and all those guys. He's a super creative, amazing dude. He's one of our best friends. Um, he's family. And so we went there to shoot the artwork. The artwork is part of a triptych. Um, so each... Um, a triptych um, that each uh, album will have a piece of it. So only at the end of the release of the third album will you see the final, the whole picture. Um, yeah, so that was done in 2020. And then... Uh, one, one thing that we did all in all of 2020 was the video. Oh, the video. The video stuff. So that was like our whole, like half of the year, or maybe even more was writing the story for the videos. We shoot everything ourselves. We do locations all ourselves, makeup, everything. 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 He does all the editing. He does all the colorizing. He bought a we he bought the camera, learned how to do how to use the camera. Yeah. And the software. Learned the a new ecosystem. Right. Everything. And, all and any of the techie guys, I, I completely dropped the Adobe ecosystem and I went into the Black Magic Da Vinci, uh, Da Vinci uh, ecosystem, and then I, I got out of all the Adobe Creative programs, and now I use the Affinity program. So I learned all that stuff on the fly as we're doing as, yeah. like Maya to begin with. But right? I gotta say, anyone editing video, uh, I was a Premiere guy for a long time, and I went into Da Vinci Resolve. It's I, I'll never turn back. Never turn back. Okay. With the Maya video, oh yeah, yeah, nope. Take it. Take us through that for a quick second, if you don't mind. What was oh, it? No. What was it about Premiere? Because the funny thing is, years ago, I mean, years ago, at this point, like twenty years ago, I learned video editing in real life, like on actual things. Yeah, yeah. You know, tape, oh. tape. Um, and then we migrated over to kind of like the Final Cut Adobe Premiere right. situation, yeah. and then Sony Vegas showed up for a little bit, and then, mm-hmm. um. Yeah, there's so many that have come along since then, and I know Premiere's been around right. for, for ages. What was it about Adobe? And I have my own gripes with Adobe. I, I what, can tell you exactly what it is. <laughs> what, what was it about so, Adobe? You're like, I gotta find something else. And what was it about Blackmagic? When I first started with Premiere, obviously, you know, you can buy an Adobe program and use it, you know, uh, without having to keep paying for it. Um, you know, Adobe's subscription model really put me off. Um, also, Premiere, though I started on Premiere, I, I, I was always a Windows guy, never a Mac guy. So I don't know any of the Final Cut, any of that stuff. So with Premiere, it was great at first. I did all the videos from my old bands, you know, in Premiere. I've, I've done a couple of Vodger videos with Premiere. But as Premiere kept growing, you know, as we got into later versions of it, I've got a really good computer. And it got to the point where I couldn't even move my mouse. Because it was freezing. Yeah. There's some weird crap with with whatever the bloating the bloating of that of that program. And then I bought the Black Magic camera. It came with DaVinci Resolve. I installed it. I looked at it and said, I have no idea how to work this. But then I learned it, you know, YouTube videos, whatever. He loved it. Loved it. It's so easy on my system. 
you know, compared to Premiere, it, it, it just runs flawlessly. And I don't, I, I got a five-year-old computer, you know, it's, it's not a brand new thing. And, uh, you know, but it just, it, it kills Premiere in, in just the, the responsiveness. So, you know, there's obviously little things you got to learn, you know, little nuances about, you know, how much effects you can use and all that stuff. But, you know, I, I, I just, I just feel like when you get into the, you know, the node editing with, with the effects and all that stuff, there's just, it's way, to me, it's way better. I don't know. Any, anyone who does film editing could, could probably understand that because it's a different way to use effects and to use layering and all that stuff. But it just, I don't know. It, it, it just feels like a, a more solid program to use. That, that's all I could say, you know? Okay. Um, and then going back to the Maya video, I started learning it using using the Maya video as my classroom, basically. And, and you know, when we started filming that, it was right in the middle of the coronavirus thing. And we were going outside and it was a ghost town in New York City. We, yeah. we would walk around and film places where you would have a thousand tourists per block. And it was dead desolate. empty. Desolate. Yeah. And we were just like, this is crazy to capture this on video, you know windows boarded up you know all of that is just insane so anyway yeah Mm -hmm. cool then my other question is it sounds like quite a bit of traveling went into this to work with very specific people literally across the country yeah Um, you know and the funny thing is like I'll, i'll chat with european bands like that same distance is like going from one whole culture to another whole culture uh quite quite literally so uh raw killer band obviously and i'm I'm looking at sahaja's uh page and it turns out i've chatted actually with quite a few of the bands that he, he's worked with um but they're situated in la they're not like four thousand miles away like yeah <laughs> why why sahaj uh sahaj Hakeem recommended uh from a friend and um a guy we were working with um and his experience he he, there were like a few people that kept coming to me saying you need to work with sahaj you need to work with sahaj and i'm like why like who's this sahaj guy from rock and they're like who is this guy like (laughs) like like what like and it's just because of his experience his (laughs) life experience he also lived in india for some time he um, he had an. Ex- he's also into this like sense of conscious, even though he doesn't necessarily talk about it the way I talk about it. Um, he had a, uh, a, some similar life experiences that um, that we connect on. Um, so we both talk about you know India. I call him Sahaj G. You know, G is a term of endearment, um, uh, term of respect, um, and you know we just. He he just knows what I kind of like where I am and where I'm coming from. He knows about also the Indian rhythms and all of that sort of thing. Um, I'm not Indian, I but I lived in India for five years, so it's a big part of who I am. Um, it's it's a part of uh, you know the experiences that I had there and the music kind of defined um, how I perceive and how I perceive. Uh, the creative process and it just defined basically my existence um, I had gone there to reevaluate who I was 
And again, to go deeper into my sense of self, but my sense of the self behind the self. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Sahaj, many selves within selves. Well, there are because, you know, who is the I? Who is Anna Maria Pinna? Who, who, you know, like I am this, I am a woman. I grew up in upstate New York. I've lived in India, like all of that stuff. But who is, who am I behind all of the, the, those things? You know, every person has to, who doesn't have to, but every person can start to uncover those um, deeper aspects of self. And, and I'm interested in doing that. So Sahaj gets that. Sahaj gets the Indian culture influence. Uh, Sahaj gets the Indian music influence as well. So that's why he was the perfect person to work with. And he's super creative and just awesome. Mm-hmm. He's also producer like he'll be able to say you can't use the word umbilical in a chorus well right so yeah so he yeah he (laughs) reined me in (laughs) groovy all right well gang i believe we got to wrap it up we could go for the next four days and i'm sure that we would be okay with that but um (laughs) we would be yeah Oh, no, I'm putting you to sleep. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, cool. So, uh, good chat, gang. Um, yeah. we, chatted, we chatted about the the album, what's coming, or the EP, coming up a uh, couple more EPs. Gotta have three. Gotta, everything's gotta come in threes. <laughs> uh, we chatted about selves within selves within selves. You know, how many elephants are holding up the world? An infinite number of elephants. Yeah, What's beneath those elephants? More elephants. elephants. Love elephants. Until they're extinct. Then. No. I know. No. I know. Uh, cool. So we chatted about 2020. I think we, we pretty much covered everything uh, that we can possibly cover within a span of, you know, 20, 25 minutes. So <laughs> unless there's anything else that I missed that you guys deeply wanted to cover uh, I just wanted to thank you for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Oh, thanks for thank having you. us. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I hope I, I hope it was I was I hope it wasn't too boring. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't make put you to sleep. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys. Okay. Awesome.